Yeah, we need to get the intro together. Just send me the past uh, clips and I can just pull them together. All right, say no more. All right, uh, what's good, uh, family? Uh, Blurred Approved Entertainment, uh, Blurred Cartel, Zell Nobel. Um, today we're going to do, we, we, uh, kind of a little crossing the boundaries right now got a couple of my boys from then and now got my boy my boy Monterey from uh the round table discussion you got me from what it sound like and uh we just wanted to kind of go into this kendrick album this is like a little special episode you know what i mean it's just a lot of discussion a little uh informal so we're going to just uh get into it we're going to go through the album from beginning to end pretty much you know we might get into one song that's a little deep and we might not get cover other songs as much, but we're gonna try to get into the whole thing. But uh how y'all doing though? Y'all can introduce yourselves if y'all want. I'm I'm good, man. I'm actually great because uh it's not a whole lot of chances I get to talk to my boy Zell over here, bro. So and then my Ray. I mean we talked a few times, but we ain't talked enough. So getting a chance to pick your brain about some Kendrick, especially. I'm looking forward to it right here. So Oh. What up, y'all? How y'all doing? Uh, I think this is my first time meeting. Is it Mon- Monterey? How do you pronounce your name again? My bad, my bad, bro. You good, man? Go ahead. <laughs> Monterey. My first time meeting him. Nice to meet my brother. Obviously, Zell. You know, Zell to go and get to chat with Zell about music in a good little bit. So that's always a uh, always a good time. I'm great, man. Semester's over with, so I can uh, I can breathe now. <laughs> I can breathe. I'm not gonna cry. Hey, everybody. Yeah, boy Monterey Hudson. Like I said, crossing a little boundaries. Normally, we only have for. The anime the comics but i'm like you know i know a little bit something about music just just a little bit just a little bit so i'm like let me come in here talk about this kendrick album that's been the talk of the entire weekend and just share some thoughts yeah sound good man well all right let's get right into it man uh how do y'all think he, how how do y'all think about how he started the album um united in grief it's the first song um I grieve different. <laughs> right. I grieve different. Let's come so, on. Nigga, you may I not know nothing. Say, <laughs> it was a wake up call, I would say, to everybody that expected something different. Like, okay, it's just going to be another Kendrick album, Bangers. And United just came out like, this is not going to be the normal album that mm-hmm. you're expecting. And it, to me, it's just a, a straight wake up call. Like, oh, okay, Kendrick, this is. This is gonna be some five years of some stuff you're gonna get off your chest. Oh, okay, you know, I'm here for it. That's that's what I got out first. It's like, oh, okay, this that's what I really feel like this album was. Like Kendrick was just kind of like accumulating experience these last six years, bro. And they just oh I'm putting these tracks out. Like you're gonna hear, you're gonna hear my thoughts, you're gonna hear my feelings. And man, he came out with a bang. It it didn't sound like anything else. Like, you know how like you can kind of sonically sound like hear what an intro to a rap album sound like and sound mm-hmm. nothing like that like whatsoever nah and he, i mean he's just showing off his rap skills so i'm always gonna have to about to see that for i thought it was yeah. so dope how he said well uh, he said uh 1855 days like like yeah. like he was counting too when we like yo we need this music from kendrick like yeah <laughs> he know he know we were waiting he know we was waiting bro he counting down i'm like all right so you know that we've been 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 looking for you and um i like that kind of in the beginning of this he's like 
he's pretty much he's letting us know like this is where he's coming from in the album like he's the voice of god right now like he didn't mm-hmm. he was at writer's block didn't even know like even if he didn't obviously get a message directly from god he feels like this is what a, a message that needs to be said right now so this what god feel like Hi. <laughs> yeah, that's my boy. Man. So, uh, yeah, I thought that was. Uh, I, I, I knew that we were about to get into something big when I heard when I hear that. I had writer's block, and now I'm tapping into God. Like I knew, you know what I mean. When we already talked about N95, though, cause, huh. oh, speaking oh. of that, especially with oh. the uh, the video that came out yesterday with N95 as well. With all oh, you the video, he yeah, dropped the video yeah, for yeah. it. He dropped yesterday. Like the symbolism he put in there, I'll... gotta look at it. See, yeah. this song in particular really got me because y'all already like for people that don't know, "Damn" is my favorite Kendrick album. I just like I feel like it's a cohesive project. It's like again, it plays like a movie. I love it so much. So I feel like on that track in particular, I got "Damn" vibes and like the intro before we get into the song. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, "Damn, he's about to he's about to do something crazy off this." And again, it played like a movie because. I think he does it a lot with a lot of tracks on this album where he'll build a beat up. So like you feel him starting to get more passionate as he's like going on because the beat will start getting like, he'll start adding layers to it. And as the layers are coming in, he's getting more and more um, intense with the bars and shit. And I'm just like, damn, this is like, not I don't overwhelm, like but it's like six times. <laughs> right. It's, it's, it's a legit experience. I'm just enjoying, especially the first listen. It's like, damn, I'm, I was, I was excited, man. It was dope. Yeah, the uh the song N95 automatically it reminded me of uh the art of peer pressure. You know, Sit your bitch ass now and listen to this true motherfucking story. So I can just that joke. But this joke, he like uh, he's like uh hello new world. All the, all the boys and girls. I got some true stories to tell. It was I mean, weird because he left off on like a weird note there too. He did. Like to me, N95 spoke. I like it most because he's basically calling people out. Like, yes, he take is. Off, take off the glasses, take off all the masks, take off everything, and, and look at life. Look at what it really is. Like, you ain't got time for it. I'm just, I always resonate with that with character. Like, and then show and then, who you are. And that, then he boom. said, You ugly as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna get on the game. I was gonna get the PlayStation party with Otis. It's like, not easy. Like, like, take off the clout chases, come on with it. Like, Okay, like that's that's my quote for the rest of the month. Like, take off the cloud chases. That's what gonna be viral. It's gonna be on Twitter. You already got me already. Take off the cloud chases. I'm on with it. Ooh, greetings hey. from Ghana, where Kendrick is currently. Oh, word. Uh, hey. Y'all treat y'all treat my boy well while he out there. You know what I mean? He's doing a service to the world. And uh thank you for tuning in. Man. Yeah, I'm be saying you out of pocket for a good you two months. Out of Oh, can, can we talk? Wait, I forgot. Even on the first two, uh, the beats, like the, the instrumentation on oh. these songs, man, like they're man. not piano, crazy. So, oh, like, I was literally just talking to Charlie a few days ago how like the production on on I uh, I never liked you is like some of the best production I've heard. This I told oh, this, this production to me seems like a combination of like damning like Jesus almost. Where it's like kind of like unorthodox, but it still sonically makes sense at the same time. Mm-hmm. Like he'll play certain patterns or I don't know, I don't know how to explain it. It's just weird, but it sounds good. 
Mm, no, nah, he's, like, he's intentionally it's... taking some of like the parts that you throw away from music and making songs out of it. Like it's it's really hard to do. Yo, like, it's jazz, bro. Like we yeah. saw in the Pimple Butterfly, bro. He's a jazz mind. Like, yeah, he's not playing the right note. He's not playing the notes he, he's supposed to be playing. Like you know what I mean? That's that jazz. That, that jazz feel. Man, so do y'all know who produced most of this? Album is just a bunch of different random producers, or is it like- um, it's, a lot, it's a lot of different producers check. on it. Uh, but I know Soundwave had a lot to do with uh, the album. He, he usually does. Love Soundwave. Uh, Beautiful. It was nice. Yeah, isn't Soundwave? That's a uh, good kid, Mad City, right? Mm-hmm. I believe so. Yeah. Yeah, Soundwave. He he did his thing on here, man. The, the beats were. To me, it felt like uh, Good Kid, Mad City mixed with To Pimp a Butterfly. Sort of felt like yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like it really like, felt yeah. like a combination of like all his all of them. Like it, <laughs> like you heard bits and pieces. You heard flows he hasn't used since you know Good Kid, Mad City. You you hear some Section Eighty vibes in there. I was like, man, this is he. He you can tell in that time that he was gone. He really went through his his own catalog and culminated like his own experiences and put it together for this. This is this is well done. Like you can't. <laughs> you it might makes- not like that type of sound, like you know, maybe not be willing to expand your mind to listen to something like that. But like, it's almost undeniable the the, the quality of like the production, bro. Like, it's, how do you make something that sounds like that to be an amateur? You know what I'm saying? It's crazy because this it's made me feel even more like whenever like him or Cole to that six year hiatus, anybody else to drop music, it feels like they're just placeholders for whenever they dropping in. Like whenever they come back, we know <laughs> it could get something up, and it's like, oh, yeah. yeah, Drake, you hard, bro. But we know we if we waiting on Kendrick and Cole to drop something. We know they working on Drake it. makes placeholder music. That's what he does. Wow. <laughs> he puts out all wow. the music to fill in the space for everybody else and stay. And he that's how he stays like ahead of the games. Like, oh, you know, y'all waiting for the big album? They listening to my features from you know three weeks ago. Like, I'm good. Like, what up? Yeah, it's placeholder. Oh, the shots fired! Oh, oh it's not even a shot because, like, he I, likes I, Drake. I love Drake. I, I don't, like that is that is like my favorite artist for the most part. Him putting out multiple albums does help him stay relevant, even mm. though the majority of the albums are not nowhere near like his yeah. top. Or he's a pop star, not a pop. Yeah, really understand it. Drake is a pop star. Yes, but as far as Kendrick, I I greatly respect. I respect this album because it more show it more so shows the growth. That a lot of artists just tend not to have as far as all of their albums like you can literally see so much of his growth as an artist through this album through the yeah. music selection through the conversations that he's generally having with the listener because it's more so just i'm going to share my thoughts with you and i want you to reflect on what they are not necessarily i'm going to be a savior but i want you to use my experiences to save yourself and i i, I love interpretation i love it i really do all right I love- Oh, so bad. Bad. Go ahead, you good, bro? No, you're good. I was just about to say, uh, worldwide steppers. Uh, oh, that's oh. the first time we heard Kodak Black. Oh my goodness, I, that, that might be my favorite song on the, uh, the album, bro. It might be. Well, I'm not, a killer. He's a killer. She's a killer. It's <laughs> not my favorite, but I do like it. I do like it. Uh, homophobic. Uh, oh my god! <laughs> the one that made me think about family. Was that the one where he gave like the Pfizer bar about dude, like a uh, people calling COVID like the mark of the beast? Yeah. And then like mm-hmm. I had the Pfizer, I was like, damn, dude, like went through a. Wait, whole wait, wait! Thing. I don't. No, 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 no. That wasn't it. 
Was that coming That was later. I know, I, know I know what song you're talking about, though. Um, but but yeah, hold on. When I first heard that Kodak, because I was on, I was on Kodak Black Strike because I kind of still know I pled guilty to to the rape the rape charge and everything. So mm. I was on Kodak Black Strike, but you know what I mean. I want but Kendrick had him on the drone. I'm like, oh, what? What's, what's, what's going on? That's the like, thing. Like, if, if Kendrick gives you the self approval, like, I, I can't hate you no more. Like, I can't. I can't. Look, look. Now, I can't argue. I cannot argue with Yeah, like, I, I gave you know him. I, I gave him the chance on the album. I was mm. like, all right, it's not like I'm gonna just. All right, it's Kodak, so I'm pressing. I'm gonna let him. I'm gonna see what he's gonna bring to the album because obviously, if he's on here, he's it's not just like a rap song, like. The way Kendrick puts his albums together is like meanings behind it, and he he's aware of things and he knows how you're going to take it. So, and he does if he does it anyway, you gotta you know what I mean. I pay I start paying attention. So, and that's what made me start paying attention to the album. But uh, other than that, that song, the lyricism on there was incredible. But I was I was incredibly wary when I saw uh, Kodak on there. But I was sweating. I was like, is he about to fuck this up? Is this about to be a, a, a King's Damn, a King's Damn situation? Oh, oh. King's Dead. Oh. King's Dead. Oh, I was scared as hell. Like, don't do it. Nah, he didn't. He didn't. Thank God. Uh, I mean, the next, I mean even when you break out things of the interracial, when, when, when you break when you're breaking out of screwing with the white woman, and it's okay. Ooh. Back out in Copenhagen, you you admitting that you're cheating. You admitting your wrongdoing during your song that people have right. thought they were gonna do it or like anything. You admitting your wrongdoing mid song, even with interracial tones and it's just like I'm ready to see you about like, this shit. Like just like the, the talk he had with like his girl and shit like that. Like how did like I want to see like what happened as you were going through this whole process of like creating it's like what were you thinking? What were other people thinking? Yeah, he uh, I'm, I'm, he blew I'm, my mind a little bit with that uh, the the, the first time I uh, <laughs> the white girl John mm-hmm. that he blew my mind with that. From Eddie's boy. And then I give him I give him props for that song because it it brings up his own addictions that he's dealing with. Mm-hmm. You know, most rappers are like, okay. I'm dealing with the drugs. I'm dealing with you know the drinking. And he's like, no, I'm, I don't do none of that. But, but I'm dealing with the love of women. Sex is my addiction. I'm, I'm letting you know that this is also something else that's a problem that most people aren't just going to admit. Mm-hmm. That you can look at my experience in it. Like, this this is what started to ruin me. Like, my addiction is love of women. Like, that that's my addiction. This is how it happened. This is when it started happening. Like, I can put that in a song and let, just let you see that there's more than just this rap life and just, you know, drugs and just... Just letting you know everybody I done killed and all this kind of stuff. Now nah, this is me. This is my struggle. Right. I mean, I, like the love—that's a different level of bravery to be that level of introspective and put that into the world. Like this is the—you're Kendrick Lamar, so this is an album that the entire planet is going to listen to essentially. Right. So to be able to be willing to do that and do it that eloquently—I mean, that—that's uh, that's testament to him, I guess. I mean. Oh my goodness! Oh. Let me stop talking. I don't want to keep gushing over this album. All but right, I'm gonna keep right. gushing over this album. Next, <laughs> next one was uh, "Die Hard." "Die Hard" is one of my favorite uh, tracks on the album. Um, I uh, did. 
That's the one with uh, what's his name? Blast or Black? Black? I think it's Blast. Blast. I thought it was Blast. Is it Blast? Is that how you pronounce that? I thought you pronounced it Blast, but you're probably right. You're probably right. I thought it was Blast. You said six lakh? Nah. Nah. But yeah, it has. I'm gonna call him Blast. And uh, Amanda, what's her name? Amanda Reefer? Yeah, yeah Amanda Reefer. Yeah. She, they did a good job on this song. Uh, Kendrick started, he started harmonizing the song. He was hitting scissor notes. He was legit yeah. hitting scissor notes in that, that song, bro. That, like, that that's a compliment. A compliment. Yeah. Like, I mean, bad. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm a fan of SZA. SZA. SZA's pretty dope to me. So, I mean, but, like, for sure, like, she she coached him through those those notes he was hitting. He had, she had to, because, like, that, she's the only person I know that makes hits notes like that in her song. That was crazy. I didn't expect Kendrick to be flowing like that on that song, but it did. That's probably going to be, like, the one that's on the radio the most. Like, yeah, you know, I, yeah. Dude, I, I haven't listened to the radio. I don't think he has like a radio hit on this album. Like he didn't have like a humble yes, he do. name on here. He, he, he doesn't. That's a radio hit. I love you. I'm keeping the bean with you. But the Purple Hearts is already oh, going to be a hit yeah. the second that hits the radio. Oh, yeah. Was that? Oh, is that the uh, Summer, Summer Walker? Walker? That's the one with Summer Walker and Ghostface. That, yeah. that is uh-huh. going to hit the radio and be done. Oh, we already. We got a. We got. Uh, that's, in, that's in my top three on this joint. That's in my top three. We got Logan in here, yo. I, I, I Taizuku. Oh my bad. What's Welcome. good? Man? What up, dog? Taizuku. Oh, man, how you doing, my guy? I'm doing great. How y'all doing? Well, I'm good, radio. It's over with. You're probably gonna put N95 on radio anyway because it has a music video to it already. Mm, yeah. It came out the day after, which I wasn't expecting that to be one of the music video ones. If I gotta be real, I didn't right. expect that one. That one. Yo, if he, what is that. the, uh, what is the name of the song? Like, I expect the Purple Hearts, maybe Father Time, depending on how he wants to show that, which is my favorite one on this, on the album. I ain't gonna say that, but I expected that Purple Hearts, and probably Silent Hill with Kodak. I want Silent one. Hill to be a video. Yeah, that one I expected. I didn't expect in '95, so I, at this point, I'm gonna be surprised by what else comes out. Where, I thought Mr. Pride would be the radio hit, honestly. Just that being like that whenever I see a song and it's like the name of the album, I imagine that being like what you like that's your 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 punctuation on your album. Like that's your staple piece in my in my head. I mean, you didn't oh, do that with Good Kid okay, I don't think there's one of them there. I can read it. Nah, I mean Good Kid Mad City did I think have radio play, but I think the main the main song was uh what was it? Bitch don't kill my vibe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kill my vibe. Uh, swimming pools. Yeah. Um, I don't think yeah, it was swimming pools. Um, what else? Uh, was it? Was it? It was Mad City, right? I remember. It's like Good Kill or Mad City wasn't like heavy on the radio. They were, they got there eventually, but they weren't like the, the main song. Yeah. The, yeah. Yeah. But yo, Logan, we went through uh, United in Grief. Uh, N95 Worldwide Steppers, and now we on Die Hard. I mean, you want you want to weigh in on any of those songs right now while we got you? Um, not not super heavy. I mean, like I like those songs. I feel like uh, they really set the tone for the project, um, and they start moving it in the like 
like this project to me is like kind of like funky um and like it really like starts setting that tone and you start getting a little play with all the um the themes of the project you know you get a little bit of that uh oh y'all been lied to and uh, indoctrination and uh, kind of like being a slave to tradition mm-hmm. um and like i feel like uh die hard is really like uh setting up the whole theme of like righteous love i feel like is the uh overarching theme of the project in my opinion uh mm-hmm. so it really starts pushing it in that direction there yeah another quick thing um one thing i really enjoy that he does that he challenges what we perceive as our culture in regards like the drug or the shit that we see in music that we perpetuate a lot and that kind of medium like he does that and he's like nigga no that's not what our culture is that's not what we should be putting attention into like that shit's dangerous obviously it's like the something that he's spoken about before previously but i think he just says it in a more not in a more eloquent way, but just in a different way that I really fucking, I, I fuck with it. Yeah, I mean, I, I, there was a lot of uh, lyricism, not just for this song, but for the whole album, just like kind of undoing the programming that we, as black people, have kind of been drilled into us. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, th- I think that was a, a major theme in the world album as well, along with, uh, you know, being able just to genuinely love yourself. All right. All right. Uh, what about Father Time? Well, I got some words about Father Time, man. This joint was crazy. My man said, "He said I got daddy issues, and that's on me." Sheesh. Man, I got a lot of bravery. I think Father Time is probably gonna hit harder with every every man in some form oh. because even if you have a perfect father relationship, it lets you reflect on his own. And just the, the the differences that he had to deal with with his dad and the things he was told and the expectation of manhood generally coming up through life and all the action is going to make you approach your own fatherhood and like okay what am i going to do for my children what kind of legacy am i going to leave with them what kind of mindset am i going to leave them with i love father time that is that is my favorite song on the that's entire that's for sure radio it's the most melodic song going on it hits so hard Especially if you have any kind of father issues, you know, to anybody listening, whatever, to each their own, but anybody that has any kind of father issues, it's going to make you think of your own and what did the effect of your father leave on you? Like, what did that relationship do to you? All right. right. Wait, so Father Tom has been on the radio? No, 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 no. no. I think it will be. I think it will be. I haven't oh, heard. No. Any I don't of the think they're ready for that to be on. You're not. No, it's gonna hit hard. I don't. I haven't heard any songs of Kendrick's on the radio, so I don't mm-hmm. necessarily know. I'm just going. If I had to guess by the one he chose to make the music video on, mm-hmm. I'm guessing in '95 is going to be pushed. Right. Uh, but I don't know. But Father Time, Father Time is going to hit hard for anybody. And I know a lot of people were focusing on the one line with the Kanye and Drake friendship thing. Like maybe oh, yeah, yeah. a lot of people love quoting that, and I'm like. Yeah, that's nice, but that's not even that's the main point of the song. So small, yeah. the yeah. so small to the song. I don't even think niggas understand what he was trying. Like with that one, I interpreted that as they did a great thing, but I'm not there yet. I need to get to that point to where I can forgive and forget. When I forgive, I can forgive shit like that. It's like, like, it's like I, I see that they're doing that. Aren't they supposed to be men? Aren't they supposed to be in competition? Aren't they supposed to be fighting each other right now? Like they were just fighting, right? Why are they together? Is um, I guess I guess. I guess I got some healing to do. Like, <laughs> yeah, 
like um i think it's like really interesting um like he was mentioning how a lot of men um were never raised to be a father so they like do gangster shit and they like make that into manhood and mm. that's true i see that constantly like you know like i see a lot of men that like don't they don't do any of the things that i would typically ascribe to manhood you know like taking care of your children like building a house you know being the breadwinner um you know stepping up to responsibility they don't do any of that all they do is talk street shit and because of that they they the man you know big man and it's like and it's like i don't i don't know if you're big man just because of that you know all right oh the thing i really oh go ahead go ahead no, this is my last thing on it on this particular song that I really fuck with is that he spoke on. I think he was talking to women in particular, like, "Hey, I have my father issues, so give me some slack because I'm dealing with shit." But it's not an excuse for me to not try to improve. Like he was like, "I have my shit, but I need to work to get better and better as a person." Like it's not. It's like I have my issue, but it's not an excuse. Really. Yeah, I think he's trying to get around to, and I really fuck with that. Yeah, and he was also talking about giving the women a break. Yeah, give women a break. Grown like, real. Yeah, no, for real. Like, like for real. Like, a lot has fallen on women's shoulders in society in general. And like, you know, women lead civil rights movements. Women lead workers' revolutions and things like that. Like, they do a lot, and a lot of men sit back and let them. Even, even on the the surface level of, we always say that girls got daddy issues. They're the main ones we always point to. Like, yo, this girl got daddy issues. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So let's give the girls a break. Hold up, and let's reflect real quick. Man, like, just uh, let you know, daddy issues are not according to gender. No, nah. we have them too. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. on me. And when he said, "I salute," uh, he said, "For you, all my homies that figure out how to do it without a father." He said, I salute you and may your blessings be neutral to your childless. That's that's heavy, man. Because that's true. Like, fatherhood is not an easy thing to do. Growing up as a man is not an easy thing to do. And when you don't really have that father figure, that male role model to take after that example, we out here in the streets and we, we learn it by trial and error. Life does not give you easy tests when it comes to trial and error. He letting you know that now. Like the struggles I've dealt with, I'm pretty sure there's many people that are like, man, I've had that same thing happen. Me and my dad never talked like that. They will never hear from me. My mom, man, <laughs> I salute you because even us standing here today, or at least for myself, standing here today, it still ain't easy. Yeah, uh, the daddy issues kept me competitive. That's a fact, nigga. I don't give a fuck with the narrative. I am that nigga. Like that just show like the yeah. toxic the toxicity that like we that we that yo that is programmed into us like we can't do no wrong. <laughs> like I think I think Shaq might listen to that song and cry. Like just listening <laughs> to, to some of the stuff that I've seen with him and his dad, like he he might listen to that and ball because it's it's a lot of real shit in there, like the the machismo that gets programmed into us. Like oh, he's, he's legit unpacking that on a song. Like, like who else does that? Who else unpacks songs <laughs> at that degree for everyone to listen to? Like that is. 
right, it's all right. already hard enough for us to admit as men that we have any type of mental issues or impairments ever anyway to do that on a track like this is a different level yeah like for the whole world like, to hear bro, like like, <laughs> like <laughs> he put us on blast hmm. and then going to the, the the thing like you know give women a chance like at least women are brave enough to put daddy issues on a t-shirt and wear that shit, right a man right. won't say that ever he will go to the grave uh, not to uh, saying that he was uh, take that, that on the chin and keep moving that's yeah. how we <laughs> no like like most men are so hardened they would never even call their dad daddy like they would they, they would not even use those words you know what i'm saying yeah, I, I, i've never called my dad daddy i don't think i've ever done that once <laughs> like four though that play at some point you used to there's like a certain point where people just don't anymore not you think that but people that have healthy relationships with their parents call them daddy and mommy their whole lives yeah. oh. all right y'all so we're gonna move to the rich interlude. Y'all know what that is, right? That's uh that's Kodak, cool, right? Kodak acting like a little poet or something mm-hmm. out here. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. Like, he he trying to be different, man. Kodak been doing that. All right. Like, eh. I'm not like Kodak haven't been doing that. But I'm not gonna true. lie, I was like, eh. Get it again. Yeah. Eh. I, I gotta see I gotta see some more out of that because I'm be you get a list. <laughs> like, I'm not you got a track on um uh, on Future's album too. And that's uh, you did not, that on uh, track? uh not a typical Kodak song either. Uh, yeah, <laughs> sorry. Sorry. Book and poetry, sorry. I believe it, nigga. And this one's a skippable for me. I wouldn't I wouldn't feel in the interlude. I'm not gonna lie. I'm mm. like eh. <laughs> Yeah, all right. That's 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 fine. Me, I just was listening to it like it was like uh I guess because this is all co-signed by Kendrick is like me. I'm trying to listen to it through his ear, like through his ears, kind of like right, taking yeah. this, taking this little like uh, troubled boy, and like seeing what really makes him tick. Like, and at the end of the day, it might be kind of similar to what would make you tick. You know what I mean? So that's what I pulled from that little interlude. See, niggas, I don't know what it is about him in particular, but like even Cole, like on a couple tracks, is like talking about Kodak and redeeming him and shit, like. Niggas really fuck with Kodak, like they want him to do better. Well, we, he said multiple this. artists of that caliber are like, all right, man, come on, do better. We're gonna help you get there. Da, da, da. Yeah. He's a product of his environment. Yeah, I mean, I to me, I took that song as like kind of like an and a view into what it's like to be young and in the rap game, and people are like selling you the tale of how they're gonna make you rich and mm-hmm. how they're like like he was talking about entrapment um how it's like they're giving you all these things that you want you know you're getting your dick suck after the show you're getting all this money and all this stuff and essentially you're tap dancing mm-hmm. um which was another recurring theme on this project is tap dancing. Mm-hmm. um so uh i mean that's just the way i take it it's like this it's like a, a quick blurb of indoctrinating young mm-hmm. people into rap right. and yeah, you the know, song right yeah. after is rich nigga mm-hmm. Uh, no, rich, rich, uh, <laughs> rich spirit. Same thing. Rich spirits. spirits. All right, I, I I like rich spirit is one of my favorite songs on the album. One of my favorite Johns, man. Uh, <laughs> that's my uh, that's my default John. You know what I mean? The rich spirit on. <laughs> like I, 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 I feel like it kind of 
makes me okay with being by myself. Like I feel like I could play this and it uplifts me. Like the uh, just like I guess my spirit specifically. Like it, it, I don't know how to explain it. It makes it enrich. It enriches my spirit. I guess like you know what I mean. Like it makes me feel like it makes me feel like um, I can. I'll be okay doing my own personal growth. I'll be okay. Like he says, what he say? Uh, can't can't mess with you no more. I'm fasting. You know, that, 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 that part really like speaks to me because it's like, like you spending all your time trying to uplift someone. It almost like feels like the 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 limits to loyalty. You yes. know what I mean? Stop like, playing with me before I turn into a song. Son, yes. what? That's real <laughs> shit. Right. Uh, Rich beer. I, I think this is me. Yeah. So that. Go ahead. You like, like, to me, it's just one of the the bangers. It's just one of the jams. Okay, let me give you a little something you can just just jam to, just ride to. We don't really have like a super amount of depth to it. It's just okay. This is just gonna be one like, bitch. I'm attractive. Like okay, I'm, I'm just gonna keep the balance. It's just how I deal with your criticism. Just something that you can just roll to. Like this ain't really super deep. So like to me, yeah, it's a it's a cool jam or whatever. Not something I'm just gonna like focus on. Like I like it. Just, it ain't just layers on layers on layers of stuff to just yeah. respect. Uh, I'm with you that said the, the N95. I said that earlier. That's that's my shit. That's my shit. Sure. Give me that hey, brother. That video no, is wild. I gotta see the brother. video. I don't even know that <laughs> video for them. Like, that book is wild. Uh, like. No, like free spirit. Well rich spirit. Like it, it's along with being a vibe, you just kind of get that energy of like, you know, like yeah, like Sometimes you do have to get to that point where you can't put all your energy into trying to help the next person too. Cause like, I mean, eventually that's gonna pull you down. So I don't know. It was every like that was one of the lighter like uh messages in the in the album, but like I mean it's every song had something in it, you know what I'm saying? And I, mm-hmm. that's something I respect to Kendrick because like you you don't get that from anyone else. Like who how many albums can you listen to legit and actually learn a lesson on every song? Man, yeah, like this is like a nice uplifting song, and he still hits you with the like. I hope you you paying your you really praying, and you're not just praying your timelines. You know what I mean? Right. Awesome prayers look way better that way. Like he's still he's still just laying like like good messages on you, even though he's putting you some putting on something that you could just cruise to. Mm-hmm. He's right, what's a uh, song about to like pulling a car and driving. Yeah, it's it's this one those. Uh, y'all know y'all know what the next song is, right? Next song, next song. Oh, oh man, man, oh, man. baby boy, <laughs> baby boy. Out of I don't even call it a song. I got so much entertainment out of this. I really did. <laughs> like, like, I, right? I don't care. Yeah, like this is the perfect example of a lot of relationships, a lot of relationships. And I'm like, he's just like, I'm gonna tell y'all this is my toxic relationship that I probably went through. This is how a lot of y'all's is. It even ends how a lot of y'all's probably ends. And I'm gonna tell you right now, this is not how relationships should be no. at all. <laughs> I'll let y'all listen to it to see how crazy this sounds. And then when you compare it to your own, you be like, this is how my relationship is. Yeah, that's how crazy yours possibly is. I got such entertainment. Oh my gosh, I'm good. I got entertainment. This yeah. song in particular, bro, I listened to it, and then, like, the next song hit, and I was like, let me go back here. That shit one more time. I was like, that thing was bro. Yeah, that, that was one of the songs I felt a little guilty, like, 
like having to run back. Like, you know, I listened to this at work, and when they started screaming, I was like, yo, <laughs> I, was, I was just looking around, like, <laughs> like, yo, hold on, did y'all hear that hook? Yeah, um, I also. Uh, my favorite part of that song is near the end where he tries to like really like put her in her place and she's like explain nigga like and he keeps trying to <laughs> explain like what are you talking about bro what the fuck is you talking about and i'm like no this is how niggas be like this is like that's exactly how niggas be they just start saying shit like, why R&B bitches don't feature on nobody of each other's songs <laughs> <laughs> He's like, yo, well, you be listening to R. Yeah. Kelly. It's like, okay. <laughs> Can I have my car keys now? Like, what are we doing? No, look, look, look. Taylor Page did a great job. She's just an oh, actress, yeah. but she did a really good job. Yeah. She's just an actress? Mm-hmm. She's just an actress, but. Bruh, she. Nigga, I thought I was like a rapper I ain't never heard of. I was like, let me look at her mm-hmm. shit, bro. Her shit, all right. Yeah, she did a thing. She like, yeah. The whole album just felt like. I hate you, Jody. I'm not sorry. The whole song. I hate you, Jody. I hate you, Jody. Yeah. I love you, Jody. I love you, Jody. What was that, <laughs> that song on to uh to Pimp a Butterfly? Um, where he's uh like drunk on the mic. Mm, I love that. You. You talking about you? Yeah. 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 Oh, you that, that, this song was just like that. I love me. that song. Yeah. It was like such a strong vibe. It was like a part uh, two to it. Yeah, it was, and it's like, hey, I. I, I I believed everything uh, Miss Page said. Like, I believed the fuck out of that. Like, I was like, "Yo, she hurt right now." Like, <laughs> <laughs> she channeled some, some stuff. She, she not just acting. For real. Yeah. No, but like, she she was the conversation was just so real, though. Like, I feel like a lot of things that they were saying were some things that actually need to be said to people in relationships. Like, you. And you can just get it from the song. You don't gotta like you don't gotta you don't gotta say it to your shorty. You don't gotta say it to you. Oh yeah, listen to the song, bro. Like oh and then at the very end, stop tap dancing around the issue. By the way, right? No, what 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 really got me was in the beginning, like when they said uh this is what the world sound like, because it, it to me it took it past like just two relation like two people in a relationship and it takes it more towards like men and women blaming each other in general like you know what i mean like just like like just our overall attitudes towards each other and our overall like like uh issues with each other and just the blame that gets passed back and forth but really what we really want is to like love each other at the end of the day you know what i mean but yeah there's a lot of blame and there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, subtext to all of that. There's a lot of water under the bridge. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's like the only thing he was really missing was like the classic internet arguments. You know, who gets the plate first and uh, shit like that. That's the only thing he was really missing. Like, if he had put that in, this shit would this that whole conversation sound like something I see on Facebook every day. Mm. Hey man, and, I gotta gotta take off. I appreciate oh, yeah, y'all. Off. I love this. We'll check talk about the rest of it, y'all. But y'all have a good day, man. Thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, I appreciate the opportunity. Thank you. For yeah, man. Peace. Up, appreciate you. Yes, yeah, sir. Uh, All right, bro. I'll see you in a little bit. So, you know, but uh, you're, uh, you're completely right, Sabiko. Like, 
it's 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 so like every time I listen to that song, I hear more and more. Like, I'm talking about the. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. I just I just hear more and more. It's like man, like bottom line, like the 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 thing that I got the most is just we just need to have more of these tough conversations between men and women in general to, to kind of come to a better understanding of how to operate from each other in social spaces. But like. I don't know. What, what was really what was the craziest thing to me hearing this song? I showed my boy, uh, I showed my boy the song Kim by Eminem like a couple days before this album came out, and then this album came out. I'm like, bro, you gotta hear this joy now, because <laughs> yo, they're they're very comparable. Like this one's just like a little bit more relatable, but like the the uh, the the two people playing their roles. Bro, crazy. The the guy writing all the both of the arguments, crazy. But yeah, I I like the song. I thought it was real creative. Uh, let's you think this will end up on the radio? The end of <laughs> <laughs> yeah, never. My, my relationship cannot. I hope it's a video for it. I I I I pray that he makes it. No, I hope that is not a video for it. Oh my, my relationship been done. Not ever get to that. Oh, Yo, that's like me. That's like, if if there's a video for it, it needs to be like a Kanye and a Kim Kardashian look alike. Like, can't <laughs> 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 just have Pete Davidson actually walk through. Yeah. <laughs> all right, so we got like we, let's move to po- Purple Hearts. That joint got Summer Walker and Ghostface. Come on, this better um, be on the radio. It better have a video. This. This was some of the best musically I enjoyed listening to. I really did. Like, this was one I was feeling. Okay. Yeah, something different. You hear love talking. Wait, wait. I'm a walker talking about real love. Okay, so I don't know about that being real love. But, you know, outside of that, you know, we good. We good. Like, I love Purple Hearts. Real love? If you really loved her, you'd be eating her ass, dog. Oh, okay. I don't know about that person. <laughs> no, no, no. You know, no, if, you, like, if you really loved her, you get that. some head on the balcony, bro. Like, that's you heard her. It's facts. Yeah, like, you, you can have that, but I'm, I felt it. I'm okay. I'm good with it. It's a nice little jam. It's the one I remember hearing about first. People was like, oh, no, this was the one that's going to be on the radio and everything. Like, okay. It's nice. Something like, almost like Rich Spears. Like, it's something you can just you just be with this chill to him. Okay, I, I miss you. I'm cool with it. Yeah, like sonically, I mean, it sounds like a, your, your your typical like '90s song, but it's got the the modern day bass to it. It's it's musically, it's it's a nice jam. It's a jam. That's something you could your parents can listen to. You know, about to mm-hmm. until they say, shut the fuck up when you hear love. My parents take that well. My parents yeah. take that well. <laughs> I can't say that about everybody's parents. It's, all, it's almost cookout of music. Right. You know? Right. <laughs> Yeah, I think it was. I think it was in a good spot for the last song. You know what I mean? Like after all of that arguing, y'all screaming over how much y'all hate each other. Shut the fuck up when you hear love talking. Yeah, yeah it brings you back. Yes. Um, yeah, I also feel like it's a breaking of the fourth wall. It's like yeah. directly to like listeners, especially listeners that don't want to hear that kind of stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I agree with that too. I was thinking that same thing. Wait, last song. Uh, no, no he meant he means the no, no. song before. Was, yeah. No, that's not. Yeah, this is the last song. This is the last song on uh, side A. Yeah, right, know right. got Yeah, the last one was top out. Yeah. So the next John is "Count Me Out." 
I also like that song. I guess yeah. Mr. Duck. Like, uh, this, this is sort of like the down point for me. This is the beginning of like this and the next song that sort of like sort of lowered me. I was like, okay, now we got the. It, it can't be 18 songs of just like straight mind blowing fire. I know that this is where it started to like sort of tone down for me. I'm like, okay. Little, little jams. Yeah. Like, all right. Okay. Yeah, I thought this was a good, uh, I guess you call it interlude, like an actual interlude. I thought this was a good like transition from one sound to another because it was just like nice and calm. And it's not not too much instrumentation. It's almost like, you know what I mean? It's just like it's real organic, you know what I mean? Acoustic type of, right, type like, of deal. Like yeah. For the first, I think like 45 seconds of the song, there is not a drum and he it's just all of his flow. So like to be able to carry a song sonically to, to be able to do that for a minute just off of your riffs and, and bars, like that's that's always impressive to me. Always yeah. Impressive. I, I feel like this is a sleeper radio song. Um this is something that if if this project like gets really, really popular, this is like a a runner up radio track, you know, that comes out near the tail end of its hype. Um like it could definitely be on the radio. I think it's got a lot of appeal too. Like, um, there's a lot of things I really like about this song. It's probably like within my top, like I don't know, six or so tracks. Um, but I, I get also what Monray is saying is kind of like a down point. Mm -hmm. It's a wall, yeah. And and I mean, it, that's that's pretty natural after you have like a super high energy song, like. And, and we just came off of We Cry Together, you know, even still. <laughs> so it's like, it's, it's, it's like, okay, this is relaxing right now. You know, this sounds like something you can just turn on and like clean the house to and like, you know, just be chilling. Yeah, I, I almost feel like Purple Hearts was more like Summer Walker and Ghostface like carrying a song. Mm -hmm. And then like this song is like our right, Kendrick's back. You know what I mean? Yeah. This gave me a. Uh, uh, Poetic justice type vibes, um, like you know, just like the more melodic Kendrick. But I enjoyed it. I, I really enjoyed it. That, that that's probably like I think we're around uh, where where uh, Logan is, like top five, top six. I really enjoyed it. But like that is it's not a song that like you know you listen to the amp up. Like that is a another just chill cold song. Maybe like you on the drive something like that. Yeah, or, or like <laughs> you. Um, a lot of this project, um, I, I think, is uh, a specific genre I like to call um, 2K menu music, um, <laughs> where like I can hear like this whole project in 2K menus, yeah. and like this that this track is one of those for sure. That's cool. I would, I would be happy to hear this on the 2K. Yeah, count, count me out. That'll be a good. That'll, that's a good 2K genre. Yeah, that could be on like some radio, some two K, you know, some, it could be out. That's when they can spray it. You can spray it. GTA John dropping in the, in the yeah. video. <laughs> yeah, like no, like Silent Hill is like exactly that. You know, like that's like you just turned on two K and it's like please tell me that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, wait, wait. Before we get to Silent Hill, do y'all got any thoughts on Crown? Crown was the low point for me. That was uh that's that's the one like I feel like I still didn't absorb as much as I think is there. You know what I mean? Like uh I ain't I gonna have to it was just there for me. It was yeah, just there. I, I still got more crown to listen to. 
Um, like that, that felt like more of a tone than a song. And I gotta, I gotta absorb some of that tone more to fully understand it. Because mm -hmm, yeah, that one kind of went above my head. Yeah, this one is like, um, it just make you know, like when this is abstract, but like this is what it gives me, like. Y'all know when Charlie Brown would get like depressed and he'd be alone on the bridge with like the spotlight on him and he's like doing poetry like that's this song. This song is Kendrick looking in the mirror and being like, <laughs> being like, why are you so difficult, man? <laughs> it felt real. It felt <laughs> like uh, he got the, the, ball, the ball yanked from him. And just yeah, yeah, right. He just like, got to think right now. He's like, what the fuck? <laughs> it's like next time she ain't gonna, she ain't gonna move that ball again, man. Yo, that's hilarious. That is hilarious. But yeah, it's so somber and like, like, I don't, I don't know how else to describe it. Yo, but somber. I, I could just feel, I could feel like there's some energies in there. Like, he's just playing with energy, I feel like, in this mm. song. And I just, I, he's, he's on some artistry type of thing. But I do like the you can't please everybody part. That's yes. a really big part yeah. for me. I, I like that he said that like 17 times. Um, so just from that, it's okay. Yeah, that song is like, to me, it's like he's like begun to make the changes that he's learning about in therapy. And, mm. and it's like, even though he's making those changes, he can't please everybody, you know? And he's telling himself that it's okay that you can't please everybody. Yes. And I think it is intentional that he put it on such a non- traditional song can't please yeah. everybody like I, I feel like yeah he that was a that was a thing that he did in the work for sure yes so uh after that comes silent hill another one of my favorite songs on the album i hope if there's music videos coming out i hope this is the music video we get um i'll be like hmm is legendary. We're already like that got me the first time I heard it. I was like, what is what is this sound supposed to be? Yeah. <laughs> That's the Heisman, but you're like, not that what strong. is this supposed to be? And then I listen to it. I'm like, okay, this is this is the Kodak Jam. This is this is what I would expect. Okay. Something random to get my yeah. attention. And then actually dive into the song. Yeah, and this was Kendrick Cardi right here. Like I, I expect this to hit a radio. Like I really yeah, do. This is this is a radio song for sure. Like, like this, I got it. It was funny. It, I'm sorry, like if I ever thought, like if if freaking Drake's song was gonna go wild with Future, this would be the one I would expect to do the same thing. It just be everywhere, be like, like, like this is like you're everywhere. Like that's gonna be all over TikTok. You gonna make a dance to it? Oh, love that. This is a miss. A fun miss, but this is a miss. Okay, I'm with it. Yeah, uh, this was the uh, this was another part where I'm like, all right, so Kodak really does have a, a a part to play in the album. I'm like, he's the like in this song particularly. I look at Kodak as like one of these niggas that he has to push away from. Him. You know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? He's playing the role of somebody who is kind of like Kendrick, but he has to push him away. Like he's like, like you said, he's going through his therapy. He can't please everybody. You know what I mean? Kodak is like his old friends and stuff that he was like running the streets with and he has to get distance from them. Like the way Kodak 
like what Kodak was rapping about were, were not positivity. Like, you know what I mean? He was rapping very Kodak bars. You know what I mean? And it's just, to me, I also feel like Kodak Black rolling, like uh, him being in here is significant because this whole album, he's kind of talking about like how hurt people hurt people. And I feel like Kendrick is, I mean, Kodak is a real, like, he's a real- Testament like, to that. <laughs> yeah, polarizing, like, yeah, testament to that, so. Yes. No. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, go ahead. Hmm? Oh, 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 I would well. say uh, for the the people that he names as producers on the album, uh, you know, Pharrell, Baby King, Soundwave, Alchemist, Boy Wonder, and Kodak Black. So Kodak Black was the part of the actual production process of this. So hey, if if he if he making stuff like that consistently. I can't even say I want to listen to it more. I can't say that. Get more Kendrick features, and I'll, I'll listen to more of your music on that. That's all I'll say that. Yeah, like um, one one criticism. I think this is the only criticism that I'm like fair um, is people saying like part of this project is about um, sexual assault and things, and it's like Kodak has been accused of sexual assault. Right. So it's like weird. Not, not just uh, accused. He, uh, right. He played guilty. Yeah, so. Right. So it's I, like I get that. No, I I I get it. I get it to like I I definitely understand it because if you don't like get the the message that he's trying to convey, like he's trying to end generational curses. He's trying to end the shit. He's trying to. He's calling for forgiveness to kill it like you know what i mean like and kodak himself has been molested so it's like so you know what i mean he's using him as a symbol for that for that type of person who has been hurt who who hurts like you know what i mean like i i understand that and i understand why it's polarizing and i understand why like it's like iffy for people but who else is you who else like are you going to use like you know what i mean this is the message that he's putting in his album. Yeah, I mean, it, it's a risk, and I've always, I've always considered Kendrick the the king of risk takers when it comes to music in any yeah. way, shape, form, or fashion. And I mean, so, like I said, sonically it pays off. You can't, like, I would never call the songs that Kodak are on bad songs. And I mean, like I said, if if, if he's willing to be welcoming of them, I, I can, I can at least start the process. Uh, Kodak is not necessarily on the top of my list of uh, people in the world or rappers, but I'm not, I'm going to give anybody a chance. All right. Well, how about Savior, the interlude? That was Baby Keem, right? Baby Keem. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's Keem. I almost, almost want to link them two together like this and repeatedly with Savior, with Baby Keem actually rapping on the joint almost. I mean, Keem was spitting on it. They just had to let him have his about three minutes, like, no, just, just go ahead and just spit for a while. Just, just stay some risk. And that's most of what I got. Okay, King, this is your moment. Tell me what you're thinking. And just lead us into the next one, which is the actual savior. I'm like, okay. I feel, you spit. I feel like King and Kendrick just, like, sit and rap next to each other all the time and then just, like, slowly pick up all of each other's flows because, like, they just sound the same just from different voices like they hit the same same cadences the same riffs like 
they they are family musically as well as real life. Like, but I appreciate it. I mean, King King is talented. I would never call him him bad. I think he he might be next. We'll see. But yeah, Baby King tough. He already got a, he got a Grammy off his first single. Man. Mm. Yeah, I'm not. <clears throat> I'm not too crazy about his verses overall. I feel like by the end of his verses, he's always like kind of talking about whatever the fuck that has like nothing to do with the Stop main boring. idea. No, yeah. Um, which is which is fine. Um, <laughs> but like, yeah, like I don't really. Um, I, it's not. They're not the most memorable tracks to me. Like, the the interludes probably could have been cut off the project, in my opinion um and i don't think they really helped the project much um but i I don't mind listening to them either they're just not really i feel i feel like they kind of take away i gotta stand it i think it's i think it's a good break from kendrick to show like the like uh to show this how good other people are and this how good he is I mean, Kendrick got his big break on the interlude of uh, Drake's album, so I feel like he's kind of like giving that opportunity to. Oh uh, yeah, to, that's true too. <clears throat> that's true too. I buried a lot of interlude, man. That's I still remember that. I, I can't forget that. Man. All right, well, we can move to Savior, the real, the actual, actual song, song Savior. He, he, I love the this. Brother, song. The cousins come back. <laughs> the cousins come together. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like I'm like okay, enough stuff, enough playing. They actually came together and like this. They don't give me a little bit. They really just started to go in on society, and this one is like you know we just gonna tell y'all just how society actually yeah. looks. Like uh, looking at the public figures. Like, oh. He's and can this make a, you think about it? But he this is, is not another your one. I think yeah. this is the one he's quoting about Kyrie Irving and like his yeah uh this decisions about COVID nineteen. Mm-hmm. This is another one where people tend to take and just like oh, okay, he was talking about Kyrie, and it's like look. Kyrie is it's not focused. <laughs> people just take that thing and run with it. Like, no, he's talking about society, decisions with COVID, him getting COVID himself, and re- having him rethink about everything he thought about COVID. Because, no, you always think something can't happen to you until it happens to you. And it makes you rethink your entire mindset about the situation as a whole. And it's just what he's touching on. But it's just another one of people taking that one line and then just running with it. I mean, that's a famous thing with Kendrick and Fortune. Like, to this day, to like right now, currently, there are still people that think swimming pools is a drinking song today. <laughs> oh, my God. But then again, you know, that album was one of the main ones that went over a lot of people's heads anyway. And this one? Oh, this one definitely going to go over a lot of people's heads just based on some of the ratings. Because uh, I tend to try to look at ratings and stuff to see how people think. Well, even when looking at the ratings of this, the ratings of this are mixed to really say the best because a lot of people that are looking for this for like say the bangers the jams you're not find it in this but and then people are rating it low because it's not really something they can just like jam out to it's like okay this is something i have to sit and meditate on for about two hours and just go dive into my own subconscious and stuff that kind of stuff but that is what it is hey, yo did anybody know how many times kendrick uh said crackers in, in this album i think four <laughs> oh, I, I was like <laughs> Like I, I know I, I listened intently to every one of them. I just <laughs> rewound, I just rewound, rewound that part over and over. Yes, uh, I thoroughly enjoyed Kendrick calling crackers out. 
because he was I, I love I, I love the Tupac. Uh, Yo, he was he was calling he was calling niggas out too. So don't don't just keep you know what I mean. Don't just don't think he's just coming at niggas. He's coming at the crackers too. All right, absolutely. Coming at everybody. Everybody can listen to this. Are you happy for me? Really though? Are you happy for me? Smile on my face, but are you happy for me? <laughs> yeah. So I really like that song. Uh, I like Keem on the hook. Uh, this dude really calling people back. So it's hilarious. Uh, yeah, bro. I think that's one of the biggest parts of the song. Uh, all that uh, the Christian was saying that the vaccine is the mark of the beast. Then he, then he caught COVID and prayed to Pfizer for relief. Sheesh. Yeah. Then, then I caught COVID and started questioning Kyrie. Mm. <laughs> like, <Right>. Shit. <laughs> Cool. Shit, I, I'm I'm in New York where he got uh you know the stigma to I mean he got the the permission to play. Meanwhile, half the other people are out of work because they don't choose not to get the vaccine. So I mean, yeah, I I, I, I don't completely agree with Kyrie's methods on things there either. But that's a, that's a whole thing. Yeah, I mean it's it's relevant, especially because it's like. Uh, I think that rich people telling like poor people to not get vaccines is irresponsible because it's like you're rich. You can take care of yourself. You can afford every doctor. You can afford to miss work and all that shit. But poor people cannot. So it's like, I mean, I would start questioning Kyrie, too. Yeah. So. Uh, all right. I really like that song. I'm probably going to play that as soon as it's drawn over. But uh, Auntie Diaries. Oh, oh, oh! I've been waiting. I've been waiting because I gotta say this. This is my other of my top three. This is my last one of the top three, and I personally think this is the beginning of the best three song run of the entire album. I have to say that Auntie Diaries is is by far the most controversial song on the entire track. It is by far, it, and this one. I don't uh, wait. We can't say by far because mm-hmm. "Cry Together" was crazy. Uh, I don't. Uh-uh. I don't because I don't <laughs> even mentioning the lyrics, his use of certain words mm-hmm. in this, comparing it to the LGBTQ, going back to the Mad City event that happened where, like, you no know, brought her up on stage, mentioning all that, telling two stories of two transgender people, even going into the the event that happened at church regarding them. It is so much to break down in four verses. And it it blew me away the first time I heard it. Cause, I mean, just the first thing we comes up and he's like, no, my auntie is a man now. Like, what? Oh, huh? Like, just that's not. Then just to hear him go into it, like to hear him, like the story of growing up with her, her taking him out, you know, helping him grow up, then going to his cousin, his Marianne, just everything about the song forces you to look at certain situations in life from how church works to the words that you say even in live performances that how there are things that can happen that you can't necessarily take back and just the 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 effects that your decisions have on other people when it comes to his family and how they try to you know deal with the situation that happened man it's so much to dive in yeah yeah and there's there's like a couple ways to interpret uh like my auntie is a man now too like the way i've been taking it more recently like at first i was like oh his aunt became a trans man. But then I started being like, no, he's realizing that his aunt is trying to appear 
like a man, right? And he's like, this is like him going through that understanding of his aunt as a man. He's like, oh, my uncle, my aunt was my uncle, you know? Mm -hmm. And he just didn't comprehend that. And um, at a young age is how I was taking it. And um, I think that's interesting to like think back, you know, he's like, um, it's like this without his aunt doing what she did at the time that we wouldn't even have Kendrick as he is today. You know, this is the first person he saw rapping. This is the first person that was uh, helping him out, you know, giving him clean fades and stuff. He's, you know, he was giving him perspective on what relationships were like and all this kind of stuff is shaped by this person. Um, and then he sees that passed down to his cousin, you know, and then he's talking about his experience with uh, Demetrius, who was Marianne now. And like the parallel of who, and the reason why I have that opinion about his aunt is because um, with, he doesn't talk about his experience with Marianne as much as he talks about his experience with Demetrius, um, especially like having to relearn humor and outgrow old jokes and, and both of them outgrew jokes, you know? Um, even when they weren't talking to each other that whole time. And I think that's really interesting. Um, like there's it, there's a lot to unpack there and that I think a lot of people don't really uh, take into consideration. Yeah, even, even me, my understanding of the song, I feel like I got a lot more like diving into it to like really understand, like, you know what I mean? Because the way I hear it, it all seems, seems real normal to me. Seems real like in your face, like, uh, my auntie is a man now. Like, she finally made the transition into being a, a dude. Like, you know what I mean? Before, uh, he, like, uh, before before he was, like, able to, like, really, you know what I mean, process the shit, she was already making this transition, and she did the transition. Now she he got he got all the, the girls, he got all the ladies, but Kendrick still sees that everybody doesn't really fuck with him because he's hmm. low-key a girl asking his mom, why don't they really like him? I don't know. Like probably because you get more bitches. They not really being straight with him about like the norms of like right. you know what I mean. Like they don't really like him because homophobia. Like they, she's not gonna tell him that. Right. She's just gonna be like I don't know. They're jealous. Like you know what I mean. Like uh, whereas when it goes to Demetrius turning to Marianne is like the world shut down. Like, you know what I mean. Like and that's this seems like all normal to me. Like this is what happens in the world. Like you take that. Yeah, people are yeah, people are more accepting of women being masculine than women. I mean, men, women being yeah. masculine than men being feminine. You know what I mean? So like, uh, it really blew my the church conversation really blew my mind because in my head, Kendrick was still young. Was he, was he still young when this conversation happened? I feel like he was still young. Um, I feel, I feel like, like the I feel like the part with uh, at the church is more recent. And the parts with the aunt are further back. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think so too. Um, but like, how old do you think he was when the church thing happened? Just like early teen teenager? I'm led to believe it was a it's a couple years ago because he's I can't remember the exact lyric, but um, uh, well, no, it could have been a while ago because he was talking about um, that was before. Uh, uh bruce jenner became caitlin jenner right mm -hmm. so before, yeah yeah he was yeah. like before bruce changed yeah. jenner even before bruce jenner was <laughs> yeah. that shit was crazy no but i mean 
I think this was uh, an overall important song in general, just because, like, I mean, there, there, there's no, like, there's no question that within uh, our community, the black community, like, there's still a lot of uh, negative connotations towards the, you know, the LGBT community, but of course, uh, trans transgender people specifically. So, I mean, to un unpack those those experiences for other people to be able to relate to and kind of get a better understanding of how he views the situation. I, I mean, I, I just feel like we need more things like that. Like, it's not often where you actually get to, you know, hear a person of uh, that polarized and actually speak so blatantly on, uh, uh, on their relationship with, with someone in that community. I hate talking like this. You got to be so completely correct about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, man. Ain't real yeah, yo, it, uh, I I did notice something though. Mm -hmm. Even though he knows that his auntie is a man now, he still like in the song. Sometimes he misgenders her. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like he does the same thing with uh, Marianne and all that. Like you know what I mean? Like he's supposed to say he, but she's is like he says mm -hmm. he sometimes a lot of times, but then every now and then he'll throw in a she. Like you know what I mean? Almost by accident. Right. Mm -hmm. You know what right. I mean? And I kind of took that as even still, even with his understanding, we don't, we ain't know no better. Even now, when he knows better, he's still struggling. He's still like not perfect with it. He's still like right. Because this song, this song is a parallel. There's two, there's two Kendricks in it. You know, like there's there's the Kendrick that is still like stuck in his ways of homophobia and wow uh, and yeah. things like that. And then there's Kendrick that realizes that's wrong. Mm -hmm. You know, that's that's why I was saying, like, it feels like he's realizing his aunt was presenting as a man rather than just like using like the F word or like, you know, calling her some like slur for gay women. You know, like he's realizing he's like, oh, she's a man. Right. Like mm -hmm. she's presenting as a man this whole time, you know, but and then he like he talks about like how people are like, oh, in Demetrius, they couldn't have, they didn't see that in Demetrius. And he's like, oh, I saw that in Demetrius. You know? <laughs> yeah. like, he's like, he, he saw it the whole time. You know? yeah, and yeah, and it's know. like with Demetrius, it's really obvious. With his, jokes. Yeah. Right. And with Demetrius, it's really obvious because with men, it, we have a different perception of men being gay or trans. But with his aunt, he was talking about how he was like, oh, no, she's pussy. Like, she's, you know, she's straight. It's not gay. Yeah, right. It's a difference. Right. She's she, she pussy. Like, yeah. Right. Like, so he, so he, like, he, like, didn't even, like, get mm. it, you know? See, see, hold on. What The way I kind of took that, I thought it was, like, no, she's not gay. She's a man. Like, she just don't got to, she just don't got, like, she's not gay. She's a man that likes girls. Like, yeah, that's all yeah. it is. Like, she just don't. She just eats pussy. Right. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's how I took it. Like, not like uh, he was confused about homophobia, but this is he because he was like, I think I'm old enough. I think I finally understand now. So now he's like telling his friends, like, no, like you got you got it fucked up. You don't understand. She's not gay. She's a man. Like, that's that's how I took that part. Yeah, I mean, a lot of that is open for interpretation. Exactly. That's why it's so great, bro. See, that's why that's what artists are supposed to do. I'm not supposed to be looking at the same picture that you look at and see the same things. Like that's how I feel. That's I mean, not. 
I hate, I, um, I can't say that I hate it because I mean, a lot of the artists get away with it, but like, it's, it's boring when you're perpetually just so open and forward with exactly what you're saying. Like, you don't, you, you don't have to tell me this song is called For a Night Future. Like, I, I get it, I get it, bro. Yeah, All right, my bad. <laughs> All right, look, like, look, look, we got three songs left. You know what I mean? Um, those Mr. are not small songs either. <laughs> Mr. Morale. I, I ain't gonna lie, this one got me hyped. Like the second it came on, the beat, the the the, the I don't want to say streaking, but the melody in the background just building up that rise. It got me hyped the second it came on. And then just he just started, he just really started, I don't want to say snapping, but he just started going in just from the beginning, like hey. Let me go back to biblical with just some Enoch and come back forward mm-hmm. to to like other things in my own life that I'm struggling by the end of it when he even quotes R. Kelly quoting Oprah, quoting his own mother's abuse to uh, man, like okay. just different things that he's struggling with in his own mind. Like this is what I've been struggling with. This is my my way that I build my own morale. Yeah. To everything that man, I was just like, okay, so this I'm sorry. This track is like a Yeezus sequel. Yeah, yeah. For <laughs> sure. For like, sure. So like he, <laughs> this is a Kanye ass track. That's oh, this is a track oh. I did not expect to be on the album. All the other ones, as like as like kind of weird and funky as they was, I kind of halfway expected them. This joint, I didn't really expect this joint. I'm not gonna lie. This I didn't expect this sound from from Kendrick. Yeah, like. But just going out, this this constant disproof. Like you can't put him in a box. You cannot say this is strictly a rapper. He only gets on these type of beats. He only makes this type of music. He Kendrick is Kendrick, man. But I, I feel like I don't know. Like this one, it was like he he was almost trying to hype himself up with the song. I don't, I don't know how to explain anything better than that. Like it's uh, I don't know. I'm going to talk to myself about the things that I've seen and things that I've sort of compared myself to and then just by the second verse is okay let me just reflect on what if other people you know what if they had just a little bit of morale or a little bit of change like even quoting R. Kelly even now is something that's going to be controversial (laughs) and then just to go back and be like well you know what would have happened if he wouldn't have gotten molested like would he have been the monster that we say? And it starts or, to make you. Or would he up. be the musician? Would he be the genius that you are? Like, or even quoting Tyler Perry and it's like, this is the how he uses his example to mask. I'm like, like, yeah. I guess sort of like tearing down the mask or the facade that we see these people as. I'm like, okay, if you were to take this back and just look at them without this, what would they actually be? Or what would they really would have been? And uh, this song was produced by Pharrell. Mm -hmm. He all threw it. He all threw that song. He got a search on it. I only say that because of the the Kanye talk. Mm. (laughs) Right. Uh, I think I think that was still part of the competition that he got with uh, Ye. He's like, all right, I can make your your beats better than you too, Ye. Yeah, this this track is like um, 
it's it's like I feel like it's trying to like be like party hype, you know. But it's like by this point in the project, you're just like fucking jaded. Yeah. Just a jaded, <laughs> old man, you know. <laughs> jaded. Just let it happen. Just listen to right. the song. <laughs> right. Like for me, I'm like, I like it, you know. But it's like, I have to like hear it on its own without everything yeah. around it. Cause like, <laughs> like I'm just thinking about all the other stuff, you know. Nah, that's funny. Cause that's maybe that's cool. that's maybe that's what's happening to me too. Cause I've listened to the album straight through. Yeah without like putting it on shuffle or anything. So I'm probably going through the same thing. I, I'm, I was thinking when I was listening to it, I was like, you probably hear this on a movie, like a soundtrack or a score or something like that. You know what I mean? Listen, like on my first listen through the album, like by the time I got that far, like I hate it. My brain hit almost like hit like an overload of like just trying to understand and unpack every other song previously. Yeah. That it took me like four listens of, of, of that song specifically just to be like, damn, like it's a lot. There's what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like this what? song, this song is again exactly like 2K music, you know. It's like <laughs> just playing in the menu and you're just like, oh dope. You know, you just like hear the bass line and it's like, okay, word. <laughs> All then right. you come back and it's like, wait, 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 when did he I missed that bar? Right. That one and that one? Oh, okay, yeah. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness! And then going into uh, Mother Eye Sober. Mother Eye Sober. Before we do that, I do want to say I feel like a lot of people are acting like the production on this project is like random or or it's like not on wave, and I don't really agree. I feel like this project is actually curated to be extremely on wave. Mm-hmm. Um, it sounds like a lot of stuff. Like, and there's a lot of pieces that are reminiscent of a lot of things that are popular in music right now. And I really think um, it'll probably hold the public's attention uh, a lot better than some of his other projects that I even I like more. You know, like, To Pimp a Butterfly was kind of like in and out, you know? Like, people were like, yeah, I'm black. And then they were like, all right. Um, but like, this, it was tight and they kept it moving. Yeah, no, nah, for real. It did. Like, hey, that's my favorite album. Yeah, it's my favorite Kendrick album Sorry. too. Um, though I think this project is sonically better, I don't think it's as meaningful as that one. That's a that's the wrong word. Not meaningful. I don't think it's as poignant. I don't think I don't think it hits uh, its mark as well because this project is kind of like it's got a lot of different ideas floating around. Like to put a butterfly, he's he's tap dancing around. <laughs> dancing around the the the, right. the 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 problem in the in the whole in the whole album, right? I'm I'm sure he really wanted to give us thirty tracks. Oh yeah, but he was like, I can't Chris Brown y'all right now, so <laughs> <laughs> would have had to take our work for this. Yeah, for real. <laughs> no, that was crazy because uh, was this the mother I sober? Is that is that the one where he at the end when she like you did it like yeah. You know I'm not even gonna lie. Mother I sober, I I had to stop and really just listen to that on repeat about three to four times straight to try to get my handle on everything that he let go. Like that was his release track where he's like, I'm gonna let go of everything that I that's probably been like building up and holding me back these five years, all the trauma, 
everything, you know, seeing, I mean, the feelings you, I, you even get during his words that you say, if you're able to visualize them, why he's saying it from feeling like he should have did something when his mother was getting hurt to uh, even them coming back and she reflecting that on him, not believing him when he's saying, hey, I didn't get touched. That didn't happen to me, but them not believing him. And then even coming out and, and admitting the infidelity he did in his own marriage or his own relationship. And the ref, like he's admitting his mistakes and ultimately comes to like the theme that he's really trying to give across that hey, I'm only human. I'm not a savior. I'm not this this thing that you're putting me on this pedestal. Like, I, I'm a person. I, I make so many mistakes in my life. Even though I can make this great music or this art, I'm me. I'm Kendrick. I'm not yeah. just Kendrick Lamar, the figure. And I can show like through my struggles and then reflect back to the struggles that he's shown even in the black community that he put on. It's like, hey, no, sex is my struggle, but it's something that we have in our own community. The insecurities that I'm projecting, that we project on other people, has breaking them down and even letting them know to the point where his girl recommended therapy and putting it out there that therapy is not something that needs to be looked at with horror in our community, especially our community. A yeah, lot real, of we said like, real niggas don't go to therapy. We don't even yeah. mention the word. You sound stupid as shit now. Everybody <laughs> sounds stupid. Like, we don't no. even mention it. Like we don't. That's almost like it, it was almost like taboo when we were growing up. Like no therapy. Like we don't go to them quacks. We don't go to them those people. Like you know, we we nah, sit there. Yeah, pay for that. <laughs> like you know, like we, we, we take some therapy. You, know, you wake up in the morning and you deal with it. And yeah, I have a distinct that. memory of telling my mom, uh, like when I was like 20, telling her that I wanted to see a therapist because of like dealing with anxiety and stress. And she said probably the most black mom thing I've ever that? heard in my life. She said, well, if it's that bad, something must be wrong with your head. And I'm like, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's, that's what I'm saying. Really? Yeah, yes, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> To finish up just the connection he was able to make from like hey i had that trauma just like everybody like i ain't gonna say everybody there's like so many people have trauma that they bury and he, like even the lyric when he's like 20 years later that resurfaced and like it led to to like black as african-americans because we have so many things in our culture that can have traumatic effects on us even from our ancestors seeing our people get abused and tortured in that nature and those kind of things are a part of the generational curses that carry forward in our lives and those are things that we need to be able to admit and start to deal with instead of burying it and it just blew me away just everything he admitted even to the end we're talking about the generational curses that he's trying our best to free our people of those by not just saying it to you but no it's a song so he wants you to say it to yourself so that you can help to free yourself from these curses and these things that you buried it almost broke my heart when I heard the child at the end. It, it almost broke me. I can't even lie. It almost broke me when you realize just like you did it. And you, if you could just, because even coming down to so many times, us as men, we, we rarely ever hear thank you. We rarely ever hear just gratification or just, oh, you, you did a good job. You did a good thing because we're just expected to do things. And it almost broke me, man. I can't lie. That was, that was something. Man, for me. Like that specifically that's one that i'm still trying to unpack myself like accepting gratitude like it's okay to to <laughs> be thanks it's okay to like be praised for things that you do like that yeah. is a hard lesson 
and it shouldn't be. Yeah. And, and I really think, um, like, learning to accept yourself and, like, be okay with things being okay is a really big part of um, completing your personal growth, you know? Um, like, have you ever met the kind of people that, like, apologize and they apologize for apologizing and they apologize and apologize and apologize? It's like, it's like, it's like, it's okay. Like, it's it's really, you're not, you're not even doing anything bad right now, you know, but it's hard to stop punishing yourself. That comes yeah, my uh, big part of this song for me was the, uh, when he was like set all set, set all the hearts free that's filled with hatred you know what i mean he's like i i set free all you abusers this is transformation you know what i mean it just kind of wrapped up the album for me real well to the point where i didn't even expect there to be another song after yeah um, preacher energy <laughs> yeah man it really it really did it I, yeah this song was real heavy uh I think the album could almost it could have been done right there, <laughs> like. But uh, I'm, I'm obviously glad for the, you know what I mean for the songs after and whatnot. But yeah, man, this was a, a heavy one. I'm still when I still listen to it, I still get chills, like goosebumps and whatnot. Is uh, yeah, man, we need we need energy like this. I wish that we had more artists that was like brave enough to like to actually do this stuff like his he's talking to this whole album about like he sees the rappers like i, I know some of y'all listening to me i know y'all I, I see that y'all hot in the pain of abuse with like chains and and women and then you know what i mean and all these exploits i see i see it and talking to your future <laughs> he's no nah, nah, like literally there's yeah, there are so many rappers that like are exactly that. You can it's see like, it. Yeah, especially like you know, I think that um, it's it's especially important when we end up in the situation with all this gun violence and stuff, and then it's like uh, us doing gun violence on ourselves and things like that. It's like it's really important. Like all these things tie together. You know, it's like there's it's no coincidence that he would be talking about homophobia and toxic masculinity and overcoming this and going to therapy and other people hiding these things, people trying to act gangster. It's not a coincidence. You know, it's like all these things are very connected to our material like conditions in this life. So, I mean, I think that it's, it is really important to try to it, try to work past that, you know, like I showed it to some like a uh, quote unquote real niggas I know. And um, like, immediately upon trying to even explain what father issues is about you know uh like he asked me what it's what's going on in the song what is the lyrics you know as it's playing and i'm trying to tell him and he's like ah you can stop on i'm not even like you know as soon as it gets heady and it's like oh you don't want to actually tackle this right now and that's what that's why it's important to tackle this um you know it's, it it would be great if a lot more rappers would talk about stuff like this or at least try to. <laughs> least try to. Like all of this, all, everything that he was really legging out on this album were things that we, as society, keep inside of us. Like we, we hold this in and suppress this. Like if we were to address these things, you know, I feel like us as a society would be in a better place. So I, I think this is a start. This is a start to to people 
being open to, to talking about their problems in a way that is actually beneficial to us as a society. I mean, yeah. instead of just clouding it with the, another, the, you know, more drugs, more sex, you know, it's 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 not that. This is, I, I have a problem. I'm an I'm imperfect person. I am unpacking my own trauma and becoming a better person. Yeah. This is just it. He's like, man, this is just, this is all I got left. This is my five years of build up, my five years of being quiet, my five years of watching my trauma. And I'm going to let you hear it. And then I'm going to try to help you free yourself by using me as an example. It's, it's a good, it's a good follow up to the last song. It's a good follow up to everything. And I agree. I really feel like this is me. I really feel like the album should have ended here. I, like just the just the link into mirror mm-hmm. i really feel like this should have been it i don't i don't really feel like mirror isn't a bad mirror song. could have been a bonus track honestly but it's like it, i still like it. i probably would have i probably would have messed with mirror better if it was earlier in the album like there's other spots it could have been it but after after mother i sober i don't think it should have been a song to follow that like it, the ending was wonderful the rise and everything but mirror in itself it's a good good flowing melody it's a good thing to just okay this is just something to ride out on some of the other outro songs and other albums i think are better hmm. but i think yeah. just the placement of mirror hurts it the most yeah but mirrors definitely for him you know like hence the whole name mirror it's definitely like a track that is just for him i choose um, me i'm sorry <laughs> you're right like and like that that track is like a pat on the back that's like you made it you know mm-hmm. and it's like i feel like this project was probably very difficult for him to do um and put together throughout this time and that was like it that's like the crowning like pat on your back it's like good job you actually did it kendrick like you made it through this shit, even though you don't really want to be doing this shit no more you know mm-hmm. and um yeah like i don't i don't think like i just don't really think that song's for me like I think it's that song is really for people that have that are taking the step forward, you know, and choosing to do that thing for themselves and uh, choosing to put themselves in the position where they need to be. And the only reason I don't feel like that song's for me is because I made decisions like that recently, you know. So it's like I've already moved past that choosing me part. It's like I'm all I'm uh, I chose me and I'm continually choosing me at this point but like that song would be really important for someone that hasn't chosen themselves yet i think yeah i thought it was a a good uh i I could see why he didn't leave on the note that i thought that it was going to be in that it was like now look now this is how i feel after you know what i mean i feel good i feel like the music is a lot brighter is a lot you know what i mean uh and he's just speaking like self uh gratification and self uh love so that's how he feels right now after getting all of this off his chest and i appreciate that man uh yeah i choose me i'm sorry like i feel like uh going back to that the one song we were talking about like you got limits to your loyalty because after a while you're going to start damaging yourself after a while that loyalty is toxic whether that's for to your friends or to your father to to the the principles that you stand by like you say you you're loyal to a fault and it's going to be your fault like so um 
I like that he ended it on the I choose me, I'm sorry. It goes with the you can't please everybody to me. And I just yeah, I, I see why after listening to it, I see why. <laughs> I see why you would end it like that. I get it. Yeah. Yeah, like I mean, even relating it back to tracks that are seemingly a, a different topic, you know, it's like at the end of uh Auntie Diaries, um, he's he's making this choice to defend Marianne at this church because uh a he he wants his family back you know and it's like even that decision is part of his own gratification you know he's he's getting something that makes him happy which is his family which is like he's talking about his family all throughout this project you know um who is whitney by the way his girlfriend his, that's the fiance. his fiance girlfriend his, yeah his girl i was wondering who that was um but yeah, like he's talking about his family the entire time, you know. So I think it's like it, it it's really important to round it out on that the fact that he's choosing himself this whole time and he's separating himself from uh Kendrick Lamar, the rap goat, you know, and Kendrick Lamar the person. I just I feel like this album as a whole was just really him. <laughs> going through all the stages of unpacking trauma. Like he, he hit every everything that really stresses him, he put it on the track and then he gets a mirror where he is finally accepting happy, you know, accepting being happy or trying to work towards being happy and focusing on his family. Yeah. Um, overall, this was a very Drakey project to me, but uh, not like, not like today Drake, more like, uh, more like uh if you're reading this drake um and i feel a lot of like um uh, a lot of like self-righteousness but not in a negative way um i feel a lot of like spiritual reckoning like uh as kendrick says i can't think of what song he says it on but you know it's like uh this is like god speaking through him giving a message to the people you know and it's like I like that because it's like arrogant rapper shit, but at the same time, it's like woke thought shit, and I I, I like that. I like that combination. So yeah, it's like now that God is talking through you, what are you going to do with that? Right, <laughs> right. right. It's, it's, it's righteous shit talking, basically. It's like yeah. yeah, like God gave me this talent. Now I'm about to give y'all these bars. Like, no, I'm just I'm here. I'm going to call out my own stuff. I'm going to call out everything that I've seen. I'm going to call out. All these other masks, all these other facades that I've seen, I'm gonna call out trauma. I'm gonna call out. I'm gonna call out our trauma as a people. I'm gonna call out our trauma as families. I'm gonna call out our traumas in relationships. I'm gonna call out everything that I've seen that I've lived through and that you enjoy as a part of life. Now that I've taken off the cloud chases for you, like what do you see? What are you gonna do? Like, what do you all have? I'm just overall, I enjoy the album very much. I think personally, I gave it. A, I gave it an eight out of ten. Like me personally, the reason I did it because even though I definitely identify with the album on like some deeper levels, this is not an album where a lot of the songs I cannot just okay let me go and jam this and just listen to this because <laughs> I gotta process some of them. Like some of them are gonna put me in some kind of feelings and ways that are gonna throw me off for a little bit of time. Like if I go randomly listen to Father Time. I'm not just gonna instantly feel like okay, let me just go out and just do it. I'm not gonna hold up like just it's gonna make me think of things or put me in feelings or moods and in mindsets that I have to process on certain things. So 
is not something that I can just put in the car and just let that run. Like, no, nah, I can't put this Kendrick like I can't put the other ones. It just it's more of a deeper thought and a deeper process. So because of that, it's not as it's definitely not as mainstream and it's not as you know just instantly drop and go, especially for some of the, the songs in there. Some of them are a little bit forgettable, like forget about crown, I forget about a couple other ones. So because most of the songs have their own meaning and their own purpose. I can't necessarily put all of them on just the same level. So to me, a little bit comes off of it, but it's a wonderful album. So I gave it an eight. Yeah. I'm not sure that I'd even call this a hip hop album. Um, like it <laughs> like it is, but like at the same time, I'm I'm not. I'm not I don't know. Um so <laughs> like I I have two scores for it. Um, I have a score as a rap project and then a score as just like a body of work. Um, as a rap project, I give it like a six and a half. I think it could have came harder. I don't think the lyrics were like too crazy, um, but the messages were very strong. Um, I do think the the production's tight and I think like what it's going for is solid. I just don't think it's something that's for uh the rap scene like it's 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 not you know not playing that in the club no right at all really? yeah Ain't no club bang on is that yeah no. maybe maybe silent hill you know what i'm saying yeah. like and it's like now as a body of work i think this is like a, a eight eight and a half um as as like an art piece i think this is like uh there's not a lot of albums that are like better than this in my opinion that i've heard um i've heard a lot of there's a lot of albums that like i think have a more like hype vibe you know but i i can't really think of any music on the, off the top of my head that like i'm like oh no this album is like 100 percent better unless we're talking about like michael jackson or some shit, you know so i think as a body of work um as an art piece it's it's extremely high tier um and there's it's compete it's up there swinging with like some of the best albums that in existence so gotcha i agree yeah i mean it, yeah for like if you want me to grade it on like a hip-hop like a fun dancing album i mean it's gonna no like that's not that's not what this is but uh for me like the way like i identify with albums i feel like albums are just like whatever you like you you get a subject you get your, your body of work like i don't need to i don't need to feel good when i'm listening to your album for it to be a good album a common critique of kendrick is like the the work the the, the messages are too, too deep and the word is too it's heavy it's, it's too heavy for people that they want to just go and like they don't they can't just turn it up and they can't just have fun they got to really like reflect on themselves and my life and look at my faults and ah uh, you know what i mean i, I get yeah. it I, I definitely understand. I get it. Like, I'm not, I don't fault anyone who feels like that. But just for me personally, I don't need that. Like, I, I need your body of work. Like, I need your art to be like high tier art, just like creativity, originality, the instruments and the, with the things that you use. Like, I, I need that in my album. So for me, it's up there. It's like a nine out of 10 for me. There's only like a couple songs that I don't understand yet in the, in the two days that I've been listening to it, so I'm gonna give it a nine out of 10. I think it's obviously on the artistry level that's far past like what I've been seeing these last couple years. Like, 
and i and i'm tuned into music i listen to new albums from from mumble rap to to uh to you know what i mean the the auto-tune rap to the just the street rap to conscious rap i listen to it all so, but i just haven't seen a level of creativity like i see in this album and he comes with a whole message in it too like he gives you a message on top of that like it's wow and just uh yeah so i'm gonna give that john nine out of ten shout out to kendrick lamar <sighs> did it again man i know why I, I i could see why people there's there's a uh audience that it's not for i can see why there's an audience that don't like it it's a lot of polarizing topics on here they got kodak black on here i can see why there's people that don't really aren't ready to like give it a listen or even sit down with it but it's a good body of work man so that's um, yeah. I, I agree with you fully Zell. i think this is one of the most original sounding pieces of work out there i don't think there's any like Man, you can make a culmination of sounds that builds up into what this is, but it's not just like, oh yeah, that, that's that's Kendrick, that's uh, that's uh, Kanye, that's Drake. Like it's it's sonically all over the place. Like I, I've never heard anything culminate into making me feel the way that this album did. So on that alone, I do have to give it like a, at least an eight and a half, nine. But uh, like yeah, graving as a rap, like. If you are going in there to listen to like beats and 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 bars and float, like this is not this isn't even for you. Like <laughs> don't even start it, right? Like if you are trying to listen to art and get uh get uh, uh the sounds of a person that is trying to grow as a person and trying to go down that path yourself, this is for you. But if you yeah, if you're just trying to turn up, like go listen to I never liked you. So, yeah. <laughs> Dude, I tried to listen to I Never Liked You after I listened to this project like two or three times. Ooh. I got like I got like four tracks in yeah, and I was bro. like, bro, this is like I this is like noise. You can't Your do that. They went there. Your mindset is on some deeper yeah, stuff. Yeah. The right. So like, I can't go and listen to something regular right now, which is why I said mm. if I listen to this Kendrick album, I gotta I gotta stop and go do something and just rest for like an hour and get my mind ready yeah, and stay home the regular world again that's yeah. that's why i don't like naruto one piece spoiled me it was like so deep <laughs> <laughs> go yo and and i just appreciate how like kendrick is just all like his his base level is rapping at like a high caliber like he's like <laughs> giving you high level lyricism like on a wednesday like you know what i mean <laughs> like, that, the that's time. the meat that's the minimum if you're listening to a Kendrick track, there aren't going to be bars there. But like, the this is not gonna be in the way that you expect it to be. Like, and the beats, the beats. I don't even think there's like the majority of rappers that like are big right now. I don't think they can rap on those beats. Like, no, they can't. No. Do it. I mean, <laughs> I mean, they can, but like, they're just gonna be talking about the same shit. Like you know, it's still gonna be big money flexing hoes and drugs. Perks and yeah, yeah, just yeah. my check. But yeah. I, I think that's um, a future bar directly. <laughs> I think that's a future bar. <laughs> oh boy, um, nothing trauma on here. Oh boy. Tell yeah, man, I just don't. Um, I don't know this kind of project for me. At the like, it. I know you guys aren't familiar with my music, but like, I pretty much only listen to my own music um so it's like this is very similar to like my messaging 
and like it makes me feel like I'm like hearing my own thoughts, you know, and and I like that it's got content that's not just simple because I, I mean you can get simple content anywhere, you know, like you can turn on Netflix, Hulu, whatever, and see ninety seven dumbass movies about nothing, you know. And there's only like a handful of movies that have any real substance and music is the same way, but worse. It's like, I mean, out of a hundred songs, 99 songs ain't talking about shit, you know? So it's like, and it don't matter what genre, you can go to any genre and like most of that music's not about nothing. Hmm. And then it's like, when you get like a piece like this, I just really don't want people to avoid a good piece of art just because they don't like the color it's painted with, hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Agreed. Yeah, no, I think this, you are going to see. Yeah. Yeah, like, I feel like this particular album, the reason why it resonates so much with me is because, like, it, where I am in my life right now, I am unpacking a lot of trauma. So, like, it, 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 it hit. Like, this was exactly what I was going through. So, this is the album I kind of needed to hear at that time. I feel like this one, this is one that not everybody's ready to do. Like you, you have to be at a certain point of like mentality in yourself to really understand the symbolism behind those songs, and not just taking it like, "Oh, he said this," and that's what the whole song is about. You feel me? Like, yeah, I feel, yeah, mm. yeah. And it, it, it's like an escalation from "To Pimp a Butterfly." You know, "To Pimp a Butterfly" is like very passive. It's like oh i'm black i'm proud you know things things could be better but you know you know they're gonna get better you know but this one's like holy shit, something needs to happen right now and it's this it's this you need to you need to go to therapy you need to you need to you need to unpack the pimple butterflies like we're gonna be all right and this joint is yo we're not okay maybe i was wrong No, nah, but we still gonna be all right. Yeah, man. We keep listening to this, Kenny. We keep doing our self reflection. Y'all keep, uh, we keep fasting. You know what I mean? All that. <laughs> yes, <man. laughs> what we gotta do. That's what he's saying. But yeah, yo. But yeah, we 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 went through the whole album. We gave our little. We gave our uh, our scores. We rated it. So I mean, this I'm is just a hell of a review, by the way. If you ain't heard yeah. this project and you watch part of this review. Like this is a one hell of a review. Yeah, definitely. So I wanted to get it. I had to get it out of my system, man. Hey, I'm with it, bro. I'm glad I was gonna be actually off to be able to do it with you. So yeah, I'm glad I'm glad you guys showed up. I appreciate y'all showing up at the drop of a dime and whatnot, just to review one of my favorite artists. You know what I mean? Um Kung Fu Kenny. Y'all wanna do y'all sign offs? Yeah, Kung Fu Kenny. Wait, did, did he have a he didn't have a tag? This he did oh, yeah, o, okay llama. Come on, yeah. man. Okay, Llama? Yeah. Look, 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 look. Okay, Llama. All right. Look, that's what we're here with right now. Shout out to Kendrick Lamar. Uh, yeah, y'all want to do y'all sign offs? You can catch me at uh, What It Sound Like on Thursday, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Times. Wednesday, uh, it's not Wednesday Night Fights anymore, is it? It's the Roundtable Discussions on Wednesdays. Uh, you can catch me there too, man. Yeah, man. 
It's Atazuku. You can find me on all platforms, Atazuku. If you just type in Atazuku, you'll probably find some shit that you didn't know existed and I probably forgot about. Um, so just look for it. There's tons of content out there. Uh, if not, you can hit me up on Facebook. Just message me. We can talk about whatever you want to talk about. I'll entertain you for as long as you like. Hey. Oh, well, no, just your boy Monroe Hudson. Catch me on Instagram, TikTok. Click on the link tree. See all the podcasts I'm part of. The Great Blurry Cartel, Overall 99 Media, Broke Ugly Dudes Entertainment. We are here. We talk about everything. Come get your song. Wait, it's a it's it's a thing just for broke ugly dudes. What? I, I should have started that myself. <laughs> <All right. laughs> I didn't come up with the name. I'm like, hey, you know, whatever works. Ugly. I feel like it applies to me. I want to. I want part. I want part. <laughs> hey, let you know. Hmm. Yeah, I'm um, I am Alush V. Uh, you can catch me on Sundays. Uh, in the, uh, we actually run slightly late for it, but uh, uh, in and now podcast five thirty. That usually runs on Sundays at five thirty. This week we're probably gonna run it around like six six fifteen. Um, you can catch me streaming uh, to Barterproof Gaming uh, every Tuesday. I, I think I think that's the time starting over. But Tuesdays around five PM Eastern. Um, and you can catch find me on Facebook, Otis East. Uh, I'm always there talking shit about something. Cause hell no. Hey, all right, y'all. You know, we'll link up. Y'all take it easy, man. Check out that new Kendrick. Hold it down. Yes, it's hard.